Presenting another episode of This Life Shit Crazy, Noah Robles. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'd like to commemorate episode 10 with a shout out to my brain. I truly should stop doubting it because no matter what, it got my back as long as I dedicate time and patience to the ideas I need. I had some scattered topics planned, some bits and pieces, but for an episode I need something more, something more concrete, something planned. And to be honest, sometimes I get nervous. I'm like, yo, the fuck am I going to talk about? Then my brain is like, yo, step into my office. And I'm like, shit, what's going on? Hope I'm not fired from the company. Then brain is like, no, dumbass, you'd be dead if that were the case. And I'm like, oh, for sure. I mean, I know, since you big homie brain, controlling it all, what's up? And brain is like, let me cook. And I got an episode just like that. I definitely got stuff to talk about after this interview I went to today. Very interesting character this CEO was. To begin, he's talking about you can't become a millionaire working a 9 to 5. You gotta work until like 9 p.m. When I heard that, I'm like, it's just so funny because you're sitting in this office. It, was, it wasn't just me. It was on a one-on-one. It was like a conference, like a meeting. So there was, I don't know, let's say like eight other people around. Everybody's just like nodding and like saying yes and agreeing, you know, just trying to gain his favor. And it's like, like this dude would say more just kind of wild shit. And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, we understand. And I'm like, nobody's like stunned. This guy comes to a point where he's like, yeah, my mom is in the hospital and he speaks majority Spanish. So it's kind of like a, not a language barrier, but he just can't translate some words into English. So he's asking like what, what, what a tumor was and revealed that his, his mom has a, has a tumor in her heart and is like getting it removed at the hospital. And instead of being at, by her side, he's here with us. I don't know if that was supposed to make me feel special because it really didn't. I was like, that's kind of fucked. You're the CEO. You can, you could do, you could definitely just step out. And he decides I'm going to be here and onboard, which wasn't even onboarding these new potential employees. Automatic red flag. I'm not saying he's a bad person, but that's just not really a great thing to do. And I'd assume they expect a similar thing from you, you know, to not really care for the health of your loved ones but to to come into work to make some money and it kind of was confirmed at a point he was mentioning how younger people have problems like putting their emotions away he was trying to appear reasonable by saying like oh if a loved one dies like you know of course you're gonna feel your emotions and mourn them take one day off at minimum just casually it's like yeah like you know take the day cry come back to work it's like that that's how y'all that's how y'all roll for real hmm and it's crazy how many times I've heard this from companies. Like I'm here, I was hearing multiple elements of like past bad workplaces, like places with bad leadership, or just overall like the like bad culture where I've had to be like, nope, three sixty. It's just like, yo, it's like it's like a conglomerate of everyone from before. It's like all of them are the same. Like that toxic positivity. And I think I need to explain like how I even got here. This has been the most passive I've been in an application process, and it's been weird. I've just been passing and it's like you think that would be a good thing but no it's not for example i'm supposed to have an interview i go in i didn't even know it's going to be like a double interview because there was some other guy and honestly uh that worked in my favor he was driving so he didn't have his camera on like he was barely paying attention so make me look better 
I, I won in that case. That's how I made it to round two. But it wasn't even an interview. Like, I don't think I was asked anything to, to prove myself as a, as a potential employee. All she asked was, like, what I do in my spare time? She fucked with that. And, of course, like, I came in the business professional attire for the, for the Zoom. So, boom. Just that alone, I make it to round two. I mean, it, it's weird. So round two is supposed to be a shadow day. I'm supposed to see like what they do and see like an indoor or outdoor event. Lives. Like I, I go in and I, we're in a conference room with the CEO. Why, why are y'all not transparent? And like initially they were looking for some people for sales and customer service, marketing and something else. And then there are like a, a few people for this uh, campaign manager position thing. So after the intro call ass interview, I wasn't even sure what I was applying for. Initially, it was brand marketing associate, which, and the salary was on like a, it was on the low um, median end. So I was like ready to negotiate. But when I get there, it wasn't for that. And I, I had to replay my memories and, and hear like um, the CEO randomly mentioned, he's like, oh yeah, um, uh, Caroline, she mentioned that the program is, is 12 months. It's actually four. So I was like, oh, oh, I didn't know I was selected to be a campaign manager as well. Like, they, they're they not telling me anything. They're not telling me what we're going to do. And it's even more confusing when, you know, one of the potential candidates is asking about, like, positions. And the CEO is talking about, like, they got a bunch of different things. And I'm like, okay, the, what the fuck are we here for? Are you placing us somewhere? Like, why did I apply to one thing? And it was like a, an application to, to a whole different opportunity. By the way, I accidentally came to this meeting late. I didn't mean to. Like Google Maps took me somewhere, but then I'm like, I'm confused because I'm in front of a fucking restaurant. <laughs> so then like I asked somebody, where's this the, the business at? And they're like, oh yeah, I think it's in this number. So I literally go up some fucking floors. I asked the lobby, like, I asked the guy in the lobby, hey, um, um, I'm I'm here for an interview or a meeting with, you know, the company. They're like, Yeah, I think they're on floor sixteen. Bro, I went to some random ass fucking business. Why did he confirm that they were there? They were just a few doors down. And I go in and I was like, fuck, well, it's only a few minutes. Like, it was literally only a handful of minutes. And oh yeah, nobody let me into the building. I'm pressing the doorbell, accidentally hit someone's apartment. Thankfully they didn't do anything. Um, but I'm pressing third floor and nothing. Like nobody's letting me in. And it turns out in the conference room, there's like a, a little panel. And I think that can unlock the door. And sometimes it'll beep and stuff. And I think people were asking for access and just, they just never got it. And for me, I never got it. Um, so I just, just wait till these people left. And I got lucky and got in and just sat down. Um, he didn't press me or nothing. Um, he said something about adapting and some other shit at some point. So I was like, I'm going to adapt my ass to this meeting and start, you know, whooping on my notebook and looking productive and taking down all this stuff that you're saying at, uh, at a pace that's too fucking fast. That, that was another thing. They were going to measure on this shadow day if I could keep up with their pace. And what this guy was doing is was talking so fast. It's like you, you, it's like he didn't really want us to hear what he was saying. That's what it what it comes off as. Not as like, can you keep up, kid? It wasn't even clear if it was a salaried position. One woman asks, um, what benefits are there? Like a four. She gives an example, four hundred one k. And the CEO goes into a whole spiel about how you know it's better to have your money to invest it where you want, which is fair. But uh, you know, there's other fucking retirement plans and shit. Like you know, well, it's like why deflect the the question about a benefit or benefits in general because he didn't mention anything essentially he was saying like oh yeah some some people are commission based some people are salary and some people are salary commission and benefits depends on how you do you do good you can get whatever you want and it's like i right, but like what, what are we getting like 
<laughs> coming in like what do we there's no answer for that i only had the figure that was on the fucking linkedin posting and then you know can't even follow it because it's not that wasn't the role he mentioned how he started his own company at 27 years old and to get where he is he had to drop a girlfriend he loved um he lost some friends and he just was casually acknowledging that he might lose his mom too for just for this job for the for the money and it was weird because he would kind of like stare ahead contemplatively and talking about it in like a definitely in a in a more somber tone um and then try to just like deflect it with like a, a different joke but it's like bro that is kind of fucking sad like i don't know like you got the money but I, it kind of sounds like you're you're alone like yeah you could that you could that ass go to vacation anywhere you could buy whatever the fuck you want but like you're also alone <laughs> like i don't know like having having money definitely supplies a lot of happiness like for example if you've always wanted a gaming setup and you became a millionaire you could go out and, and get that shit get yourself that fucking hydraulic chair that just leans back and you got your monitors with you and it's like a whole station and it vibrates and moves along with your games like full immersion and then you buy a fucking i don't even know um a whole vr con conveyor belt so you're completely immersed and can run and shit like you could do that and probably gonna have a, a lot of fun but it's still those like the same life problems like depression, loneliness. So I don't know. I felt like when he was mentioning that he he was happy and having had all this freedom, like I feel like definitely happy, but to a degree. Anyways, I wasn't having a good feeling for this opportunity from the beginning. So while I'm supposed to be there at 9:30 a.m. because apparently I could leave with a job, like if I go and shadow for the whole day, um, and then we talk, I could leave with a job. But I feel like it'd be a job that I would regret. I would be counting down like six months. Like just each day, like one month down, two month down, if it's bad. And I, I'm not trying to fall into that. I definitely want a job, but I, I can't set myself up into like an even worse environment. Like there's some things you could tolerate and there's other things that you can't. You just, you'd be harming yourself. I'm just wondering where are the healthy workplaces? Like these types of places don't even seem to value their employees. Like, you know, they're like, like if you're aligned with them, they're like, oh yeah, welcome to the team. But it's like, you're just another cog in the machine. You're just another person pushing the boat and things are, are moving along, but you don't really matter. I'm wondering like, where are those spaces where you matter or you're doing stuff where fulfillment matters, which leads into my next thing. Um, Prior to this opportunity, I, I had another um, interview, which I, I thoroughly prepared for and everything. Like they gave me questions and I wasn't even asked asked all the questions or even some. So I spent like, a good amount of time, you know, prepping answers. And, you know, it was the fairest shot I felt like I've gotten because the recruiter, we like prepared prior to the interview, like um, asking the same questions. And then she would give me feedback on my responses. Um, but the problem is like, I discovered that like finding fulfillment in your work is no longer a tangible motivator. Sorry, not like no longer, like forever. I, I doubt that. I'm just saying, um, it's like the, these companies that I'm finding, yeah, finding fulfillment is not a tangible motivator. Supposedly making money is, we were discussing some sort of question about like, you know, if I was having a bad day, um, you know, like with bad clients and whatever, what would be my motivator that would, that would have me keep going? And I mentioned, you know, recognizing that not everybody's the same. Like, you know, there's some bad apples, but that doesn't make the, the whole basket bad. So I know there's going to be somebody I'm going to be able to help and that's going to make my day better. And that's, that's not a tangible motivator. Like that's not, that's what that person straight up told me. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, damn. Like I thought like we we're making money regardless. So I don't understand why that's like a, 
like a plus to want to make money. Like everybody wants to make fucking money. I thought there was there was more. And it's weird because like I'm reading the culture and like all the stuff they have about the company and they talk about like supporting and caring for for clients and people. So I'm like, all right, like I'm I'm aligned with the culture that you guys are exuding, but it's just for real, for real, you're not really like that and want something else. The thing is, when you're at a comfortable money state where you know what you're doing and income is flowing, then you don't need to kill yourself for the bag anymore. It practically makes itself. So if money is no longer the motivator because it's making itself, what do you have? You you don't have a primary motivator. But for me, I do because I want to I want to help people. I want to find opportunities for people. And I guess like they really wanted to focus on like how it's like senior talent, like top tier talent. And it's like, listen, there's some people with senior level experience needing a job out here too. Like that's still helping them. But that wasn't a good point. I was essentially told to drop that. They mostly asked questions to like try to catch me off guard, like, the first guy was like, you know, since you're a creative guy, I think you would like this one. If a blind person was sitting next to you, how would you describe the color blue? Oh, man. Like, you're not that ass. I actually finessed that, though. I was like, well, I learned that colors evoke feelings, so I'll describe, like, how it feels and how versatile blue is because it can be nice but also sad. Like, that was, was like, what the fuck? Like, can I, can I show you that I'm a good candidate? Can y'all ask about my strengths, like values, like something? Second woman threw me a curveball, was like, what are three words your friends would describe you? And, you know, go through that pretty easily. And it's like, what is one reason someone would not like you? Something like that. And I'm like, uh, the, I had to search my brain from my, and, and think from my enemy's point of view. Like, what the fuck did they not, not like? I guess they didn't like when I was honest. I took a little time to, to answer that. Like, I had to pander and, like, say the question again to myself. But I don't think I took super fucking long. Problem is, when the interview was wrapping up, like, they didn't give... First off, they weren't even giving much. Like, the first guy's like, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Just nodding his head and just saying that. Second woman, brief smile, like, listening. But they don't give. There's no, like, back and forth. It's not like I'm relating to a person. It's just, like, watching. But this this woman was not, they didn't tell me anything. I was like, oh, um, as soon as I can hear back is, is a week. Or she's like, yeah, you, you'll know by the end of, end of the week. And I've messaged them. And I've I've gotten no type of response. I don't know if I made it. And the recruiter decides she had to go on vacation the exact week I was going to learn if I made it. I have a feeling I'm going to get ghosted until I'm annoying and like messaging them a lot to when they'll just finally reveal that they went a different direction or whatever. So I'm just going to cross that company off the list. I've been accumulating a small list of companies. I'm like, yeah, make sure to not recommend them to people and to never apply because it's just a dead end. These, I'll call them L's. It's making me think about what I want. And truthfully, I want to be my own boss. I want to do things on my terms because the leadership or just like the these companies, I, like I'm not aligned with them. And it's just so exhausting. Like I don't want to have to worry about toxic positivity. Like I, I want to make that good workplace. I never knew it could be so hard to find a job where you, you know, you clock in, clock out, make your money, go. You know, people are cool and people are cool, but like, no wasting my time, no pressure in me, just something fulfilling that funds my personal goals. I'm going to broaden my job search. I was putting a magnifying glass specifically on recruiting because I was like, let me get focused up. Like, let me just focus on this thing and then maybe like I'll find something. I'm going to branch out a little bit. I think it's so interesting too. Like, uh, waiting in the train station, trying to go home. This guy needed some dollars and change. So I was like, eh, like... I don't mind being generous today. And he asked me if I was in college. And I said, I, I graduated recently, actually. I told him my major. And he said, yeah, you look like you could be your own boss. And I said, I'm, I'm trying to do exactly that. I'm, I want to direct and produce my own shows and movies. 
I mentioned how I had my interview and I didn't even know how I felt about the company. Like, it didn't feel too good. And he walks past me a little bit and stops. His back is to me. And he turns his head and he's like, you know what? Anything you can do for somebody else, you can do for yourself. And he's right. Want a break from the ads? Nah, I'm playing. How you doing? Hope you've been good. I've been aight. I'm gonna be real. Around the time I was filming, filming, recording this episode, I wasn't, I was not in a good place. I feel like I was descending into an even worse place. So I honestly had to step away because I didn't want my content to be, um, feeling like shit. Oh, I'm still not getting a job. And honestly, um, yeah, my optimism of positivity was eroding away. I was not my best self. And even now I'm not my best self, but I'm feeling a resurgence for podcasting. As I've mentioned, I love audio and I actually started another podcast. It's not like this where I'm talking. It's more on the creative side. It's called Young Adult Musings. It's an intimate snapshot of the many facets of life. And funny enough, on my platform, rss.com, you can set the categories that your podcast is. And I have like performing arts. And the second one, I was like, I don't know, self-improvement, mental health. I initially went with philosophy because I feel like it's a study of existence. I've since changed it because not exactly in the philosophy category, but it's still there on Spotify. Starting this new project has honestly inspired me to get back to my original project. I was looking at my analytics and, you know, I was really, I was really building something. You know, people were actually listening and it made me proud and, and happy and, and a little sad because I'm like, damn, I, I stepped away from something that was actually genuinely growing. You know, you guys were listening out there and I truly apologize for leaving um, but it, it was something that I that I needed. And, you know, my mom was like, you know, you, you definitely have things to talk about. You should get on it. But I, I just wasn't there. I just didn't have creative energy, you know? Like, I wasn't even thinking up ideas like my usual self. But I'm back. I want to keep posting on Young Adult Musings. And I want to continue this. Um, I was talking with one of my coworkers, Joe. I'm going to tell you a bit about what I do now. But he was he, had, he asked a good question. And he was wondering if there was going to be like a symbiotic relationship between the two podcasts. Like I make something in this one and then it could inspire topics for young adult musings. And I hadn't thought about it, but I'm like, oh, for sure. You know, I could talk about something in depth and then I could make an artistic approach for young adult musings. I listened through the episode that I that I created, you know, everything prior to this. And damn, you know, it's it's actually a good episode. I actually like it. And I actually remember the experience I'm I'm talking about, that job or interview <laughs> with the with that CEO. That shit was fucking crazy, man. I I I was honestly speechless. And you know how sometimes you you can't give reactions to things? Like that was genuinely hard. And the way I combat, you know, not reacting, I kind of step out of myself and I and I'm like looking at, it's like I'm looking at myself not reacting and saying like don't react don't do it and i just think about like how i actually would and um yeah that shit was insane uh i did not go to that job i I already like come on it was red flags all around for the culture and and everything everything was fucking shady from how the job i applied for wasn't the job i applied for there were multiple different roles the salary was undetermined benefits were unclear like there was so much bullshit and funny enough Funny fucking enough. I went to the same building again. I applied for a completely different role. Another brand associate thing, right? And I go, I'm going for this interview, which is also like a shadow day. So I'm going to this interview. 
and I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, why is this place, why is this street familiar? And then I, I'm, I'm in front of the door, and I'm ringing the bell, and I'm like, this door is familiar too. I go up the elevator, the door's open, I'm like, oh my fucking god, I'm back where I was. Months later, I'm, I'm back here. I take a step in, the CEO's to the left, I wave, because I, I doubt he remembered me, because why would he remember me? But I, I honestly did play off like, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow. But I was like, fuck no. I gave him a wave, and I went to the right. Uh, it turns out they, they split the office. They they, they share it. Um, so it's one company to the left, another one to the right. The job, oh my god, man. You you guys honestly have to be careful. Because there's more, there's more companies that are doing this type of thing. So at first, it sounds great. They're like, oh, we're doing a program for, for T-Mobile, for affordable phones, you know, we're, we're getting affordable phones to people in low-income populations. And you're like, wow, you know, accessibility. Like, that's fucking great. Dude, all you're doing is giving out bullshit phones. They feel like like toys. They, they're, they're bullshit. And the whole thing, I, I didn't even like because you had two versions of the phone. You had one free one and then one you can purchase. And the people I, were, I was with, the, the main guy specifically... You know, he'd talk, he'd talk well about the phone, like, yeah, this is a great phone, this and that. But then when he knew he can kind of, like, persuade someone to get the better phone, he's like, nah, this is a piece of shit. And I'm like, so we're just giving people shit? Like, what the fuck are we doing out here? But I do the shadow day on one of the hottest days of the fucking summer. Thankfully, I did not burn to a crisp, despite being in a button-up shirt. And I actually excelled in the role. Um, I caught on very fast to what we were doing. I got these people a lot of business. I, like, I brought a lot of people to the table and got people to sign up and get these phones. And it was frustrating because I was not making a single dollar. It was a shadow day. And I'm succeeding, and I'm not making a fucking dollar. Bro, the way it was structured was like a multi-level marketing thing. You start off on this team, and you got, like, this manager guy. And then the manager guy is also managed by someone higher up. The manager guy has more grunts, like you. And he gets a commission from off of your sales. And it was fucking bullshit money. There was no way I was going to make my rent fast enough. It was tiny, tiny commissions. And I just didn't like the practices of it. It was surreal to be at the same business again. To walk in and see that it's the same business. And I almost got roped for a third fucking time. They, I guess um, the previous business fizzled out or someone left or moved. But I didn't even apply. These people hit me up out of nowhere. I'm like, I'm trying to find the, the company that they're talking about. And I, I could not find it in my email. I'm like, when did I apply to you guys? And they tell me that I, about an interview date and the location. And the location seemed familiar in my mind. The numbers just rang in my, in my noggin. So I went through my email, typed it exactly, and it's the same fucking place. I'm like, no fucking way, man. I can't, I, I've had enough of you guys. So thankfully, I dodged a bullet and didn't go through the same shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Probably some more shady shit, some bullshit business, but we're here in, in different times. So as I mentioned, I was still experiencing like an unlucky streak. I'm applying. I really nothing bit. I would get ghosted. Interviews didn't go well. Didn't get interviews. Many, many things, and it was a very frustrating time. Fast forward to today, I am a leasing assistant. I show wealthy people apartments. Holy fuck, the prices for these apartments is insane. And we're crazy enough on the more affordable end, people are charging even more for smaller units. What the fuck? Um, this job is alright. I honestly, I'm const constantly thinking about the gigantic wage gap between like myself and these people. Like, you have to make 45 times the rent to be eligible. Or you have a guarantor, which they have to make 75 times the rent. 75 times the fucking rent. That's fucking insane. So, these people are making, like, on average, 150 k 
And it's just something that rings in my mind. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm nowhere close to that. My my check is like, it's like a hair better than a retail check. I mean, the job itself is better than retail for sure. I'd rather be doing this than retail, but I I don't feel the progression. I'm I'm kind of disappointed with that. You know, I've wanted more out of life and i feel like my entire life i was fed the illusion that once you got your degree the whole world opened up and it's not really the case you know more doors are available but they're for sure not open something that i confidently suggest if you are out of work and you know you're caught in the the bullshit cycle of job searching find a temp agency hit them up send your resume out call them consistently you're gonna get work that way because I was I was fucking down and out. I was like feeling like an absolute failure. Actually, crazy enough. So I, I did find a job previous to this. Um, I was a, an associate publisher for a while. I was trying to fund a family-friendly magazine for uh, Country Club New York here in the Bronx. So I was getting in touch with a lot of businesses, you know, trying to, to get them onto this magazine. I was presenting the magazine and, and presenting digital branding opportunities and I was trying to get them on board so we can fill up this magazine and, and, and grow it from there. And I really was, I was very dedicated. I saw the vision. I saw the model of what you had to do. Like you had a baseline that you had to reach. And then you were going to make this 100% commission every month from this thing. And I, I was like, oh my God, this shit would, I would be set. You know, I, 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 hit, my, I hit this baseline and then I, I'm set. And then I just, I, I have my magazine and then I recruit more businesses and then it just keeps growing. Um, and I was doing pretty well. On my first day, I made a sale. Crazy. It was crazy. It was, it was a big sale, too. It was one of the biggest sales you could, you could make. And I, I, was, I fell on top of the world. And then I got a referral from, from that awesome woman. And I made another sale. But then it was, it was, it was slow. And the, the pay structure was, was commission-only. Not even, no, it wasn't even commission-only. So initially, um, there was a... In the beginning, like, month, uh, there was a bonus structure. So you made a sale with print and digital, you get X amount of money. You made a sale with just digital or just print, it's half that. And um, after uh, after that month, that's it. So once you, you made sales, you weren't, you weren't making a dollar. That wasn't working for me. I wasn't making enough, especially since I wasn't making enough sales. So I had to leave that. But it was an interesting job. It was very... It was very cool getting in touch with businesses and doing um, digital marketing in a way. Um, you know, I definitely would love to do digital marketing with a company, you know, helping a small business grow. Um, but it was cool doing it with a with the backing of a company. But uh, it just wasn't working out. But yeah, I was I was down and out, feeling like a failure, not finding shit, applying. It's not fucking going anywhere. And my mom suggests uh, a temp agency. Uh, she submits my resume. I get a call from a guy literally 30 minutes an hour later and then he starts the search um he sends my resume out he talks to me about a few positions and this leasing assistant one came around i interviewed i got the job and now i'm here as i said like the job is okay there's just a ton a ton of downtime honestly it's like i look forward to actually touring apartments because they're on average like like if it's within the building you're killing at least 20 minutes if you have to go to other buildings it's at least like 30 minutes so if there's a lot of tours, you can chip away at the time. If not, you got to occupy your time. I will do this in retail. I don't look at the clock. I just try to occupy by, you know, being on my phone. I have this book that I'm reading. Just trying to do shit. But what's upsetting me the most is the money that I'm making. It's it's not a lot. I'm making 17 an hour. That's fucking $2 above the minimum wage. 
it's not a lot of money. Like, I'm able to pay my rent, but I can't really save. Fucking sucks. Is what it is. I'm still using these temp agencies to try to find something better. I'm just gonna do my best and just invest more in myself, like with these creations, you know, with podcasting. Definitely also trying to make more skits, but I'm feeling very fired up and very motivated to continue podcasting. What's awesome about Young Adult Musings is it's short form content. The episodes I've been making, they've just been a little over a minute. So it's easy to digest, relatively easy to create. It's just, I have to think of a topic and then what artistic approach I'm going to take with it. So it's sometimes a little complicated because I'm like, fuck, what do I want to make an episode about? And then when I do have something, it's like, fuck, how am I going to create this thing? But as I mentioned in the beginning of this, my brain got it. I got to trust my brain more. I got to trust the process. I usually, I usually stress instead of trusting the process. And I feel like that probably works against me. Um, I got to get more in the habit of trusting the process and just going with the flow. Like an idea is going to come. I'm going to. I'm going to think of the artistic approach and for this life shit crazy here, I feel like it's a, not an autobiography, but it just shows where I am in life and how I'm growing. And I want to keep creating and, and showing like how I'm growing as a person. That last point before taking a break from the ads, you know, I was talking about that guy. I was talking about wanting to be my own boss and what that guy said about whatever you can do for somebody else, you can do for you. Um, wow. That was very powerful to hear. Especially now because I, the other day I was thinking the very same thing. And the reason for that, dumbest thing about the fucking job, comp reports. So you're essentially getting all the, all the data on surrounding buildings, like what concessions they offer, what units they got, things like that. You fill up this Excel sheet full of all of that. And it's the most tedious fucking thing. And recently we, we completed it like relatively early, you know, we had some days to spare. We just had to go through it because the previous one had a bunch of fucking errors. So they sent us pages upon pages of emails of what we did wrong. So we were thorough this time and got it right. But um, my boss looks it over and, and some things are like out of line, lopsided. So he's like, oh, it's gonna make heads roll. And in my mind, I'm like, for real, some things that are that are just like, like arranged a little weird, like that's gonna be a fucking problem. Not that all the data is correct and thorough, stupid so they sent us a new template and we couldn't edit anything about it all everything was fixed so once you entered like oh the it was a month free on certain units in this one tab the, the rest of the excel sheet went off of that so we couldn't change anything so all the data we sent in is wrong because we got everything from street easy and of course we call to confirm like oh what are their concessions so that's it's two different data points they and it's inconsistent because they'll be like oh yeah like you know, we give like half a month free on this, a one month on this. That's that's very specific, but it's it's all wrong because it's going off of one singular unit. But I digress. It's fucking whatever. But I, I genuinely want to be my own boss. This is something that, I, that keeps coming up in my life. It's something that I keep saying. There's always like some dumb shit going on with a job, like either leader, leadership or how things are ran. It just pisses me off. And honestly, I, I want to start putting money into my pocket instead of putting money into other people's pockets because business is it, it's not super stressful, but it's stressful in the way that, you know, you got to be very careful what you're doing because it can fuck up deals. In reality, the deal doesn't really fucking matter to me. I'm, I'm getting paid by the hour. I'm not making a commission off of these apartments. You know, my manager probably is and everybody higher up, but definitely is. And it's I'm just really done with that. 
I want to figure out how to be my own boss. I want to wrap this up because this is a pretty long episode, but I'm, I'm, I'm fucking happy to be back. It feels, feels good. Like, it genuinely feels good, and I look forward to making more episodes. Again, tap into Young Adult Musings. It's my second podcast. I love it. I hope you love it, too, and can relate, and, and my topics provide comfort. But, um, yeah, see you in the next episode.